The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We like to start Monday mornings with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what are the experts talking about. We give you the actual definition, which I frequently, I do enjoy making fun of it. I have to be honest because there's so much to be made fun of. And then we give you a working definition that's a little less specific but a little more user-friendly that hopefully can help you to entree into understanding this, whatever it is that we're talking about, and um, not hurt your head because I don't need my head hurt by jargon, do you? So today's term, Traven's got it there for us, it's random rotation. Now this, this is one of those terms that when you hear this, when you're just coming into the autism community and somebody starts talking about random rotation, I thought they were talking about a hip displacement the first time I heard this, right? A random rotation. Is that when your arm turns the wrong way and it pops out of the socket? What are we talking about here? Has nothing to do with that, turns out. Okay, so Traven, let's go ahead and show them the actual definition, random rotation. A procedure used during discrimination training in which the target is interspersed randomly with other targets. Often the other targets have been previously mastered. Okay, this is great if you knew what discrimination training was and if you knew what uh, interspersing a target randomly was uh, and if you knew what um, a mastered target was, then you would be fine, right? But most of us don't know that on day one coming in. So it then becomes, what are we talking about? And they're not even phrases that you can really look up, right? Because you can't look up pre previously mastered target, right? and get a definition because that doesn't exist. So let's put it together for you. Let's go on to our working definition of random rotation. It's, it means randomly switching between the behavior you're teaching, the current target, and other behavior responses that the child or the individual already knows. Okay, so um, when we're trying to teach something in ABA and we're, um, there's something um, that's called DTT, discrimination um, training. And um, what we do is we start out with errorless learning. So if I want you to learn that this is the yellow post-it note, this is never something that I would teach, right? But I don't have a car here with me. So if I wanted to teach you, let's say I'm teaching yellow. I could be teaching square. I could be teaching post-it note, right? But let's say that I'm teaching yellow. And so I would take this and my desk isn't, where, where can I put it so that you see it? Nope, doesn't work there. I got to put it further back. Uh, okay, so I put it on the desk and I say to the child, touch yellow. Now the child doesn't understand what touch is in the beginning, so then I'm going to use a prompt and very gently go, touch yellow, and I go, yay, yellow, right? And then, you know, I would move, you know, my hands around, do whatever, and then I would put yellow back down and I would say to the child, touch yellow. And it all, you know, you see the videos and it looks so ridiculous, touch yellow. But they talk in a certain way because we're trying to heighten the moment and go something's happening here because the child's like, I don't know what, I don't know what you're doing. 
what are you doing? It's weird, right? I've never done this before, but touch yellow. And now in the beginning, they don't know what yellow is, even though I'm saying touch yellow and they're touching yellow. They don't know what yellow is, right? So there's a bunch of different things that we, we're going to do over a period, but this is called errorless learning. There's nothing else there to touch. And I'm giving you the answer and then I'm giving you a reward, right? Errorless learning. Uh, but at a certain point, um, we're going to mass trial this. So um, after I've errorlessly learned this, I'm going to put things out with the yellow that I have not already taught. This is the important thing. So I put the Kleenex box, and I'm going to put my phone here, because maybe you'll be able to see my phone. And, and now I put, and, and by the way, none of the other things can be yellow. There's blue and orange on this, but there's no yellow. Because if I say touch yellow, and there's yellow on the Kleenex box, now it's not going to be clear, right? So I would say touch yellow, and now... I'm teaching the child to discriminate between the three things, so you're touching yellow. And then I'm going to move them around, because I never want them in the same place, and now I'm saying touch yellow. And I help the child until they can do it themselves, and I give a, a reward for it, right? So the child doesn't know that that's yellow, but they know it. when I touch this, she goes nuts and I get what I want. That's fine for this stage of the learning, right? And I keep moving them around and you know touch yellow and by the way eventually i will get a different yellow um i will get a yellow in a different shape let's see i've got other part oh good look see i've got these yellow this is a slightly different yellow and it's a different shape so now i would throw this in here um right because different stimuli but i'm still teaching yellow so right now I'm mass trialing it. All I'm working on is the yellow. So I teach yellow until the point where every time I say uh, touch yellow, the child, no matter which yellow thing I put up here, the, ch the child's like, I know this is associated when she says that word that I don't know what it means, but it's yellow. Uh, right? And, and we go, oh, okay. Now, at least eight times out of ten when I say touch yellow, the child touches yellow. And yay, always the reinforcer, right? Now I'm going to say that that, and by the way, they got to touch it eight out of ten times across two sessions with at least two different people, right? Because we want to make sure it's not just when I say yellow, right? But then I'm going to say that yellow is mastered. Does that mean that they know yellow backward and forward? No, but we've got it at least that far. So now the next step is that I go and maybe I teach pink. And I go through the same exact process and I teach pink. And I say, touch pink. And the child doesn't know what I'm talking about, right? And it looks ridiculous, right? But we teach touch pink, right? And then, you know, eventually we put it in a field of three, right? And I'm mass trialing, touch pink. And I'm, notice yellow's not here. Touch pink, right? Touch pink. And by the way, they're doing it that fast. And then they're rewarding. I'm leaving out the rewarding part. Okay. Now, once I master pink, now I've got two of them. So now we want to put pink and yellow up together. And since I only know two, we're going to have an unknown, which is, and by the way, this can't be yellow or pink, right? And I put them up there and I go, touch pink. And the child is like, uh, I don't, you know, and I'm going to help. Oh, so here, you know, I, I prompt, touch pink, yay! And I move them around really quickly, and I go, touch yellow. And they go to touch pink, and we, you know, we don't reprimand them, but we lead their hand over and go, touch yellow. Oh, okay, so eventually the child gets it. Oh, when you say pink, I touch this one, and when you say yellow, I touch this one. Now, it seems stupid. I gotta be honest with you. The first time I saw people doing this, I was like, this is, it's like playing the shuffle game, 
you know, where's the, where's the queen? I, like, what? It works. It works, it works, it works, it works, it works. And not only, it's just the first phase of teaching this, but it helps them. What you're teaching them to do, this is why they call it discrimination training, is you're teaching them to discriminate between pink and yellow. But you can't do that if you teach them at the same time. So first you gotta teach yellow, then you gotta teach pink, and then you teach blue, and then you teach car, and then you, you know what I mean? Like you teach, uh, uh, and, and it, there's a certain amount of attrition that you get to um, and it's just like when they were teaching Helen Keller. I talk about this all the time. It's like until you get to the point where there's a moment when the children get it and they go, oh, when you're saying that word, that's, they understand the concept of labels. So this is iPad and this is tissue and this is pen and they start to absorb quickly. And then we move into other kinds of teaching um, and we lengthen it out a little bit more and it isn't just um, by the way, it isn't just touching. Sometimes you're having them match. So, you know, you, you put two yellow things out and you say, match yellow, and then they have to put them together, right? And then you do match pink and, uh, you know, lessons. But it works. And it becomes a basis for teaching all things. If something is hard, we go back to isolating it out, discriminating it. But this is how, this is like step one, two, and three of maybe a 300 step thing where you get to conversation. And I know people look at it and they go, that's not gonna work. I certainly did. I was like, what have we gotten ourselves into? You know, <laughs> touch yellow. I want him to go to college. Well, let me just tell you, my son turned 16 last week and he's, he's getting ready for college. It works, folks. Um, so that is random rotation. It means that you've got two different mastered things um, at a time. And, or three or four or whatever, and now you're not working on the same thing over and over again. It's the next step in the teaching uh, method, starting with aerialist learning, then you go to mass trial, and then you go to random rotation. All right, does that make a certain amount of sense? It works, just saying. Thanks for watching Autism Live. If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time.